The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I wonder if it strikes you as odd when you hear Jesus charge the people not to tell anyone what they've seen. He heals the deaf and the mute man, and everyone's ready to react the same way that you do when you see something incredible or fantastic or sad or funny, the way you can't wait to tell someone this news, this thing. You say something like, you'll never believe it. And then you can't help but spill. That's the natural reaction. And it's also the reaction that we know we should have to Jesus. Jesus, who is the best thing, the most incredible thing that has ever happened. We know that we should tell everyone about him. That's the mission of the church. That's evangelization. That's sharing the good news. And so it's really surprising to hear Jesus say to folks, don't tell anyone about me. He says it, it seems, even to the fellow whom he's healed, which is a really tall order. This guy couldn't talk, and now he can, and the one thing he's not supposed to talk about is how Jesus healed him so he can talk. Why would Jesus do that? It might be helpful to have a bit of a bigger picture about what's going on in Mark. This story comes just at the end of the first half of Mark. Jesus has shown himself to be the Christ, and he's about to begin teaching everyone just what that means, death and resurrection. He's proven that he's the Messiah everyone's been expecting, but he has yet to teach everyone that their expectations about him are wrong. Imagine what they said when they went out and told everyone what he'd done. You'll never believe what we saw, this miracle that we saw, a deaf and a mute man hearing and speaking. It's really a good story. It's an interesting story. It's unbelievable. But it's not Jesus' story. It's not the gospel. Jesus' story isn't finally about miracles and healing. His story is about death and resurrection. The people who heard him say, Ephatha, needed to hear so much more. They needed to hear him say that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected and killed and after three days rise. They needed to hear him say from the cross, it is finished. They needed to hear him say in his resurrected body, peace be with you. They needed to hear so much more 
before they started saying anything about him. And so he charged them to tell no one. They, of course, didn't listen. They didn't listen even though standing before them was a living parable about the need to hear before speaking. Think about what a surprise it must have been for this deaf and mute man when Jesus pulled him aside and stuck his fingers in his ears and after spitting, reached into his mouth and pulled on his tongue. The man couldn't hear, and so Jesus couldn't explain what he was doing. He thought that Jesus would just lay a hand on him, but here was Jesus doing all kinds of strange things. It must have been shocking and off-putting. I imagine that it's just the way a baby feels at that moment when I, without any warning, start pouring water on his head. Shocked and put off is the look of most babies when we baptize them. That's how it was for this fellow, until this key moment when Jesus speaks and the man can hear. Jesus says, Ephatha, be opened, and the man's ears obey. And now, with opened ears, his tongue that was bound is loosed. Having heard, he can now speak plainly. Before you can do anything else, you have to hear Jesus. Solomon says that gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Imagine what it was like for this man who had never heard anything before to hear for the first time and to have the first thing he hears be the gracious words of Jesus. What he wanted was simply to hear. And Jesus did something far better. He let the man hear the sound of the voice of the Messiah. And this is the parable for everyone who was standing around and watching. Before Jesus came, this man couldn't hear, and so he had nothing to say. If you can't or won't hear Jesus, you have nothing to say. Even if his tongue hadn't been bound, even if he could talk, until he hears Jesus, he has nothing to say. But notice this. Even after Jesus has opened his ears and loosed his tongue, even now when he can speak plainly, when he can form words and sentences and give voice to his thoughts, Jesus says, don't tell anyone about this. Because at this point, in the middle of Mark, there is still more to hear. Now, what does this have to do with you? In the first place, I want you to remember that there is always more to hear. Jesus is speaking constantly in his church. His scriptures are an endless supply of gracious words, like honeycomb, sounding out into a world that cannot listen. But to you, it has been given to hear his voice, like sheep that hear the voice of their shepherd. Before anything else, listen to him. But I also want you to realize that you live not in the middle of Mark, but in the death and resurrection of Jesus. You have heard those things that many prophets and righteous men longed to hear. To you have been given the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. You have heard the gospel, and so 
you can speak. This incredible news that your sins are forgiven in Christ and that you will not die but live, this is news for you to share. Hear Jesus first and then speak. But don't stop there. As James so poignantly told us tonight, don't just speak, but act. Don't just talk about Christ's love, but love with his love. The example in James is so interesting because it shows us what happens when you don't hear Jesus first. When a rich person walks in the room and is treated with respect, while a poor person is disregarded and scorned, what's happening is not simply a breach of justice. It's a failure to hear Jesus. It's an attempt to perceive the world with all the wrong senses. It's an attempt to see and taste and touch and smell when what the Father says about Jesus is, listen to him. It's an attempt to speak and act without hearing first. Because if you heard Jesus, you'd know that your eyes so easily betray you. You'd know that the rich man who appears more honorable is not more worthy of honor. You'd know that the last shall be first and the first last. You'd know that Jesus loves the poor and the lowly. You'd know that whoever it is that you scorn and despise is someone for whom Christ has died. Hear Jesus first before you trust your other senses. Hear Jesus first and then speak and act. And thank God that the very same gracious words that opened your deaf ears in baptism, the very same gracious words that invite you to take and eat for the forgiveness of your sins, it is those same gracious words that loosen your tongue when you speak and open deaf ears when you share the news of Christ's love. And it is those same gracious words that teach you all the time, all the more, to be like Christ, to love like him, to do all things well, to his glory and for his sake. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.